Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. It's 2016, and the Jason Bourne franchise is still trucking, so to prepare for the latest installment, join us as we debrief the original trilogy with old fans and a guy meeting Jason Bourne for the first time. Along the way, you'll get spoilers for The Bourne Identity, The Bourne Supremacy, The Bourne Ultimatum, The Bourne Legacy, Spider-Man, Ronin, Captain America Civil War, The Incredible Hulk, Scooby-Doo, Captain America, The First Avenger, Die Another Day, Enemy of the State, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, True Lies, Transformers, The Dark Knight, Awakenings, and Daniel Key's novel, Flowers for Algernon. Sometimes I get the impression, I could be wrong, sometimes I get the impression that some people are listening to this podcast for the first time. It's almost like they don't have the dedication to go back and do all the work of listening to 60 some odd episodes before they get to the new one. Like they just want to jump in, you know? Embarrassing. Oh, man, that's too bad. Yeah, it's really rude. It's <laughs> it's really There's rude. a lot of work that's behind this program. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you telling them to go back and listen to the Frozen episode? Yeah, could you go back and do all the homework. Uh, but if you are that person that just jumps in all willy-nilly like, you might have missed the fact that it's become a recurring motif here on the show that uh, I haven't seen the Jason Bourne movies. Mm-hmm. In Born, fact, the Bourne trilogy, the Bourne franchise. There you go. <laughs> there you <laughs> more go. encompassing language of franchise. Yeah, yeah, because there's more than the trilogy now. Yeah, the Matt Damon trilogy. And there are five movies now. <laughs> Until recently, I had not seen a single Jason Bourne movie. And whenever it does come up on the podcast, people almost always reach out to us on the internet and they say, "Wow, what's up with this jerk?" And I thought Josh this jerk hates movies. I thought Josh liked movies, but he hasn't seen any. And how people they recoil. They say, "How how have you not seen those Bourne movies?" It's like one of those things where I missed the first one, and then there was another one out, and then I had to go back and do two, but I never got to the first two, and then by that time a third one was out. So anyway, there's a new movie out, which means we have to do a podcast about the new movie. But before we do that, we had to have me see all the Jason Bourne movies. Yeah, yep. so we're here to discuss the Bourne trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick? Quadrilogy. Qu- a, Quintilogy. <laughs> Franchise. Quintilogy, right. All of them. Quintology? Quint- quintessential. Quintessential-tology. Quiznos. We're here to... Uh, Pay pay respect and attention to the three movies starring <laughs> Matt Damon <laughs> in the Bourne franchise, no, as well as yeah. <laughs> as well as this other one apparently <laughs> starring Jeremy Renner. For some reason, <laughs> you don't even remember what happened in the movie. No, 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 no I saw it. Is not a part I saw of it. Thing. He, he didn't uh, say he didn't see it. He said he don't remember. I saw it, but <laughs> all I remember is like he went swimming in some cold water. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Swimming in some cold water, and uh, then he shot down a drone. Yeah, and uh, there was a photo of Matt Damon. Yeah, I remember when I remember that photo being announced before the movie came out, and I didn't even know anything about that. Confirmed, photo of <laughs> Matt Damon appears. <laughs> yeah. I know we'll get back to this, but we're always li- laying in the bed, and he's just looking at all the names, and you, oh, did was that born? And then the camera focuses in, <laughs> stays there for like ten minutes. Born. <laughs> In case you forgot, <laughs> poor Renner. He he got it's stuck in guy. a he got stuck in a movie with the title of someone else. The title <laughs> had the name of some other character in it. Well, that's not even his freaking name. But we'll get into that in a second, won't we? Bourne's name? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll get into that. Yeah, so uh, Tyler's here, and he had seen the Bourne movies. I've seen them. I remember watching them all as they came out in theaters. Really? Oh, you saw them like in their eras? Yeah, I saw them when they came out. 
Um, I remember seeing Identity in theaters. I don't remember whether or not I saw Supremacy and Ultimatum in theaters, but I saw them when they were like still What hot. about Legacy? <laughs> still hot? Uh, no. <laughs> they I, were hot. <laughs> People I, went crazy on I it. I did not see Legacy when it came out. I think it was like a couple years after. So a couple I years see. ago. Liam's yep. here. <laughs> Liam, have you had you seen the Bourne movies? I seen the Bourne movies, like like Tyler did, like when they were hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When they first came out, <laughs> they uh, it was, gosh, it was the first time you really see Matt Damon do an athletic, you know, secret super spy, karate stuff, <laughs> and uh, you, you're thinking, uh, how cool would it be? To if like, I were Matt Damon. You just wake if I were Matt Damon, if you, you were just wake a Hollywood up movie star. <laughs> and for some reason you just have all these super duper like karate powers. What if I was an actor in a movie? <laughs> well yeah, and you just wake up and like great, man. someone spills a cup of coffee but you catch it before they do and they're like, Whoa, how'd you do that? And you're like, I don't, I don't know. know. I've never done that I don't before. think that was this movie. Yeah. I'm just saying, you just have, you know, spider-like reflexes. Isn't that, yeah, isn't like, that if the girl you like at school tripped and you caught her and her whole <laughs> trick. Oh, so you're talking about Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I have to write it down. We didn't have to write it at first. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great moment. Does One he catch coffee? I forget. No, no coffee. Just like an apple. On no, that's sandwich. in Ronin. Sorry. Write, write down, down Ronin. Ronin. <laughs> Is Ronin the cop movie? Uh, no, it's, uh, it's that Robert De Niro one where they have the briefcase. Wow. Oh, the briefcase. The briefcase. Uh, briefcase. When, when they open it up and all the light comes out. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a different one. Where has that one? That's a different one. That black guy's don't soul. Say, don't nah. say the title. That, yeah. that black guy's soul. Don't say the title, but write down Pulp Fiction. <laughs> 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 and then write major spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I said this was going to be the best episode. <laughs> Just spoiling <laughs> Pulp Fiction, and that's that. Hey, uh, no, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Patrick's here. I'm here. He Bring. was a he was a born enthusiast. Yeah, but I'd only seen the first one. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I had to watch two, three, and four. You hadn't. Seen you hadn't seen any, any of before the this week. Before this week. Uh, yeah. Really? Haven't, haven't you always been an outspoken fan? Of I thought you were. Born? I really liked the first one. <laughs> <laughs> you saw was the first one. <laughs> what's, wrong, what's wrong with? You? Holy cow! So you like missed a lot of your adolescence. You didn't know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> so all this time has passed, <laughs> and you're going on and on about how great the Jason Bourne movies are. Really, you meant that one? I'm <laughs> inside the building. It's great. Yeah, I like the first one. Jumps through a window. Oh my gosh. Window. Why are you so upset? That he <laughs> I was just. It's very I did, I did try to go. I tried to go to see the second one. Josh and I both did, and then oh, the, well power, tried, the sure. power went out in the theater, and we had That's to leave. That's true. <laughs> I hadn't even seen the first one, but I was like, I remember people talking about. I guess I watched the second one. <laughs> then the power went out, and I was like, I guess I'm not seeing this one either. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and then I'm Josh. I'm here, and until this week, I had not seen uh, any. Of a Bourne movie. I can't believe that. How did you go that I far know, without man. seeing these movies? What's up with this guy? <laughs> he hasn't seen a single thing. So, man, let me tell you how excited I was to uh, experience a little bit of cinema that everyone, you know, seems to universally, a for the most part, like. Small piece of Americana. Oh, yeah, they just want more and more. Mm-hmm. To spawn the franchise in such a way and such a loyalty to the lead character that having never seen a Bourne movie... I was aware of only a few things prior to watching these movies. Okay. One, Bourne is some kind of spy. I mm-hmm. knew that. Yep. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's like an action movie that dads like. 
I heard that described to me many yeah. times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. D- that and my dad did like born a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems to be a universal truth. Dads like Dads like born. <laughs> He's a very paternal figure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's it, but And <laughs> I I also understood that the fourth installment was d- a divisive one and that whether or not it should even count without Matt Damon was uh debated. There sure. was uh some interviews recently with Matt Damon uh doing press for Jason uh, Bourne. Jason Bourne. And uh, he kept referencing the original trilogy, saying that this movie is a great continuation of the first three. And he kept using language to work around the Jeremy Renner version. Poor Hawkeye. Come on. I wonder if that just means that Jeremy Renner is going to have his own thing going with his own franchise and Matt Damon's just doing his own simultaneous thing. I would say so, because he's supposed to have another one coming out. Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner is supposed to have another one coming out. The story is... His was supposed to come out this summer, but when Matt Damon and Paul came back and said, we're going to do another one, they backed his out because they thought that would be the money maker. <laughs> they backed his out, man. They backed it out. But Wait, he's so right. the Render one is backed out? It is backed out. It got delayed. It uh-huh. got delayed. But they're going to make another one. Supposedly. That's, that's the plan. That's what well, they say. Well, Hawkeye is big. He's big right now. He doesn't love Hawkeye. But he's that's not man. unfair for Matt Damon to say because... Thanks, bow and arrow guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, the... <laughs> Wrote down that was from Civil War. A spoiler of a great punchline. Well, wow, it's just Avengers. <laughs> it's just Avengers. It's just a line. It's just a line. It's just Avengers. <laughs> spoiler. Anyway, the the new one could be just a sequel to the first three, and not a sequel to the fourth one. So he might not have the been the dissing in the fourth one. The new Jeremy Renner. No, born the movie. new born. Yeah, the new, born. the new born, born is a continuation. Connected to the original trilogy, right? It doesn't have anything to it's do with Matt, the it's a Matt Damon story. It's Jason Bourne storyline, right? Yeah. That's probably not yeah. poor Jeremy Renner storyline with the title connected to a different character, <laughs> someone else entirely that he just happens to be in a movie for. Yeah, that's a bummer for him. Yeah, I feel but bad for him. Can we get back to this, please? Sure, because I have a lot of questions. Let's begin now. Imagine my disappointment to sit down. And watch these movies to uh, near marathon. I watched the first two in one night, and then I got around to the rest the next night. <laughs> and uh, I gotta tell you, I didn't care much for these born movies. Too much action. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah, I, that's how I felt. That was the sound I made when it was <laughs> so I, it was appropriately scored. What? <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I want to do. I want I want you guys to help me understand the appeal of the Bourne movies because I think that there there's one of two problems that I have that's making up my fault for not liking Bourne. <laughs> you don't like them? <laughs> you just don't like them? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's go. <laughs> the first problem I could be I don't think this is it. That the first one, the original comes off as pretty dated nowadays. Right, shocker, shocker. It, it is. It is. It comes off really dated to watch it right now. It's not necessarily an awful thing because most of the movies that I like most of all are pretty old. You know, I don't know if "date" is the right word. I feel like it's it's very much within its irrelevant. Nineties, uh, <laughs> early two thousand. No, that's uh, the thing. Yeah, the Born Legacy came out in two thousand two, and yeah, two thousand two. Computers were. Still in giant off-white no, boxes. Man. Born Identity came Born out. Born Identity. What did I say? Legacy. Legacy. Oh, You've yeah. got the Renner one I'm stuck in the Renner one stuck in my <laughs> right. Born Identity came out in 2002. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, the technology and all that's fine, but it just even the filmmaking, the visual style, which I come to understand afterward, was something of a, it was a really unique moment in like espionage movies. The kind of gritty realism and stuff yeah but everything was like just drenched in like green <laughs> it was like someone just went nuts with a f- with some saturating the film afterwards so it has this really kind of uh look that stuck in like a almost like a michael bay like bad boys or That's what Heat. mission impossible 2 was like yeah and they have that you know the skin tones are like orangey and stuff and then th- it's got this like pseudo rock and roll techno score going on every time that moby yeah, they get they start driving yeah. it's like I feel like the the theme That's a great song. The musical theme is actually pretty cool. But then the they put that Moby track at the end of all this. All of Well, how does that one go? I can't. Yeah, pull it up. Well, here's here's what you say. Don't recall how that one went. Yeah, I can't remember. What did you say, Jason? You don't remember who you are? Yeah, if you can't see this, but he's got it on his phone. He keeps putting the microphone <laughs> to the phone and laughing. Yeah, that's why there's like a momentary delay. Liam, he's rewinding and pushing a button. To Counterpoint, play Liam. Well, the uh, at the time, it uh, what you have with the Bourne movies is um, just the kind of the rough, tough. You know, Jason Bourne's kind of a guy of uh, strong type, few words, and this is what reinvigorated and re-inspired the whole uh, James Bond franchise. Kick Pierce, Pierce Brosnan in this kind of, kind of comic book persona of the character. You bring in Daniel Craig, who's just like Jason Bourne. A lot of this, like some right. mannerisms, just rough and tough. He doesn't have that finesse uh, that a Bond would have. And um, I think your Bourne identity, you know, kind of uh, franchise really kind of changed the way a lot of action movies yeah, I in re- Hollywood. Yeah, I remember hearing a lot about that. And I can, even having seen it now, I can see the fingerprints of the born identity on movies that I've, that I have seen that came afterward. I remember walking out of, uh, uh, the incredible Hulk. The, sure. um, That's a good one. that with, yeah. uh, um, Edward Norton yeah. and okay. hearing someone, <laughs> not the Eric Bannon one. Right. I, and hearing someone say, man, the first act of the movie was basically the born, uh, supremacy. Mm hmm where he's just running from people out there in Brazil or whatever mm. yeah, wherever yeah. he was. No, 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 let's get this straight. Jason Bourne does not run. He walks. Yeah, he does a lot with of... With purpose. It's a lot like Jason Voorhees. But he always... <laughs> why does he always have a little uh, cell phone thing in his ear? Because mm-hmm. that, that looked high-tech in 2002. Well, well so hey, that... It was high-tech. Here's your problem right here, Spies. If everyone's got that landline phone cord hanging off their ear, <laughs> that's the how he's identifying <laughs> you. He can tell by that coiled-up yeah. cord... Coming from your ear. It's so translucent, though. You can't tell. (laughs) He's like, man, I'm incredible. I can tell you the license plates (laughs) of all these cars out here. And he looks out on this scene, and he sees six guys in black trench coats with phone cords hanging (laughs) off their ears. He's like, "There's, we're, we're, what does he keep saying? We're blown. We're blown. We gotta get out of here. (laughs) Coming compromised. (laughs) Well, heck, I can tell you, you're blown. I mean, the the government agents out there are a dead giveaway. Yeah, Yeah. but he he can't walk in. He doesn't walk into a room that he doesn't know how he's gonna get out of. Uh, well, no, that. when he walks into a room, he looks for all the exits. I don't so know that he avoids rooms without <laughs> exits. <laughs> the data thing is only one aspect of it. I, d- I was laughing at some of it. Because um, for the most part, the action and the way that it moves along is is not cheesy. It's it's actually no. fairly like 
sensible, good writing, you know, a nice yeah. little mystery. That I think that that's well the strongest thing that the Bourne trilogy has going for it yeah, is that, that it's actually rooted in reality really well. And the the pacing of the film is, is comfortable and it's it's allowing the the scenes to progress by their own momentum. And uh, it's not afraid to let a moment land and let's even, even let a moment end with silence or or even a little bit of emotion it it has fantastic pacing that makes it feel organic and natural and you're not you're not forced to question your disbelief you're just you're along for the ride without really yeah and i feel like josh watching him for the first time now there's there's a disservice to him i don't know if this affected you at all the hype to these movies are like here's the craziest action movie ever and when you watch them they're kind of slow Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a good super, way. Super, super slow. Like, mm-hmm. well, I think in a good way, like I Tyler's saying, way. yeah, because mm-hmm. it's the story is fleshing out, and it's got awesome fight scenes, and they all have like this, these great car chases or something yeah. like that. But they all have great choreographed fight scenes and great. Car well, it's like a slow burn spy movie where you're trying to figure out who's yeah. like who done it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I get that. And my suspicion while I was watching them is that it's a different type of uh, hype because I don't. I could be wrong, but I think that it has to be the kind of movie that people walked out of feeling that walked out of the Born Identity feeling refreshed by having seen something different and a unique take on the spy genre, mm-hmm. and then over time that opinion really appreciated. Where people are sitting around going, "Oh yeah, that movie was awesome. That was that was great." So they they liked it, and then they liked it more, and then they liked it more. It wasn't wasn't more like you know some kind of phenomenon where everyone's just pulling their hair out and losing right. their minds like the dark knight you've got to go out and see this no it's mm-hmm. more like thing where mm-hmm. everyone just agreed calmly together right. that that was really good yeah. and it had a staying power that lasted mm-hmm. but i've got to push back on the two <laughs> things oh, that you cited one what choreography because all i saw <laughs> was <laughs> somebody go out there and do the hammer dance with a camera taped loosely to his okay. jacket while two yeah. guys fall on top of each other. All right, well here, let me <laughs> I have that. no idea what was happening in these fight scenes. These so that fast. was the original. That was the origination of those kind of fight scenes, right? That's how the that's one short takes, really see? short takes. Yeah, you yeah, can't see what's super, I, uh, super I still think the choreography was good. I do what too. I think it was like because it, it like puts you. The idea is, I think, if I can put myself in their shoes. Uh, that you are so close into it, you feel kind of chaotic and uh, you almost feel like it's dangerous. Yeah, you it's to be dangerous so to be so close to that. And you don't see what all is going on because it's so fast. And like it or not, but that's this movie and this kind of no, these movies well, were the origination. It's of actually how it is when you fight someone. <laughs> like you guys, you need to understand when it comes to it's fast. You need to be ready. You need to grab a magazine, roll it up real fast, and smack the guy. I right know. In the I'm, temple. I'm probably. <laughs> p- I don't know a ton of what what people say about these movies. I got to be picking on something obvious that other people have said a bunch. But some of this, in particular, the second and third movie, even more so than the first one. I honestly don't know what happened in in most of the fights. They get close. Yeah, the second and third one, yeah, the the camera gets more shaky. It's yeah. like it was Cloverfield on steroids. I mean, they they get close to each other, and you see stuff flying around, and you hear impacts. I'm like, wait, who did he hit him? Did wait, wait, what's that? Someone dropped something. Look, look, and then someone's bloody. I remember feeling that way the first time I saw them, but when I rewatched them again this week, I actually appreciated them a lot more. Yeah. Well, the sound editing is really fun in it, too. I think that that's more effective than actually what you're seeing. I mean, uh, all of a sudden you see, like I said, thuds and the thuds, the, the oofs, the, and then you hear like a crash, and suddenly you guys got to 
you know, a pen and stuck in the middle of his hand or whatever. That, <laughs> yeah. That like, whoa, what, what yeah, happened? Jason Bourne, Jason Bourne was a master at fighting with anything around him. He's like the MacGyver of spies. He's like, you're going to come at yeah. me with a blade. I'll just use this pen. That pen yeah. thing. I'll use this thing. rolled up magazine. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was funny, though. When he fought that guy down, and they have this bit of dialogue. And the guy springs back up, and he turns around to two perfectly normal-looking <laughs> French doors, <laughs> and in the span of about two feet, he goes from he a standing jump and just demolishes these French doors, glass, wood, and yeah. all. Mm-hmm. That was the only moment I was like, now wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of realism, yeah. I don't think so, Tim. They broke a lot of stuff. But yeah. then the other thing that Did I want to... Did you just use one of Bethany's catchphrases? What? That's mine. You're going to let Bethany take credit? Ashley is Toolman's catchphrase. Okay. I know, but uh, no. Bethany Allen did not bring that home improvement line out of retirement. Do you think uh. she brings it out because she feels <laughs> related to Tim? The first time Could she be. heard me say, I don't think so, Tim, she went, oh, yeah, I love that. Love that show. All right, Bethany. Well, next episode you're on, you're going to have to fight for. The she loves Matt Damon. The other thing I want to push back on is, I don't know about this pacing, y'all. It seemed to me like it was like, oh, they're running, there's stuff's going on. Now you're in the freaking office at the CIA for a half hour while they <laughs> talk about a bunch of names and code projects and stuff. And then Bourne's going to do that walk where he always looks like he's so nervous and just looking around everywhere, looks through some files, and oh my gosh, yeah. now it's picking up again. Like It's pretty dang boring. <laughs> I, uh, I actually think that it's... Pretty interesting the way that it does its pacing. It, in a way, it's almost like a, it's like a action film meets an indie art house drama in, in that way because its camera angles and its framing of each shot are somewhat bizarre at times. The way they're looking over someone's shoulder. It really is. There are times I noticed that you just he's focused on a black silhouette like the back of somebody's head, and we're supposed to be watching Born talk and he's just kind of drifting in the shot in and out. And that's the shot for like a minute. <laughs> yeah. And it's just cool yeah. stuff like that. And they're not afraid to let the scene be quiet and let Matt Damon just kind of work the emotions of the character in that environment that he's existing in the moment. It's like something that indie dramatic films are known for. They're just, they put a character who doesn't have like a significant story arc. They're just kind of dealing with their emotions in a unique environment. And that's the kind of the movie for a while. And so that's, what you're getting a lot of in this yeah. Bourne movie. It's a weird indie action film is what yeah. it is. Yeah. No, nah, it's boring. I'll tell you this, though. I'll give <laughs> you this. That's what people say about art house films. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Touche. I'll say it does feel, I could see how somebody could say it felt a little Scooby-Doo. And if it wasn't for these meddling kids. <laughs> <laughs> in the first. Write that right down, Scooby-Doo. Well, Scooby-Doo. The movie? Okay. In the first <laughs> yeah, three. The one with Fred Prince Jr.? <laughs> Does anyone know what happened in the Scooby-Doo movie? I assume that it we'll turned out to be the guy who came in. The I'm assuming the there's a monster that they pulled the mask yeah, off. It's <laughs> got to be the first person they see. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, in the first three, do you have your bad guy? And then the second one, there's, oh, he has a boss over him. Now he's the bad guy. And the third one, oh, he has a boss over him. Now he's yeah. the bad yeah, guy. No, it's, it's, really, it's really Home Alone. <laughs> well, the formula, yeah they, yeah. they take a lot of cues from the first one and they replicate them because I think they work well and become like their trademark moments for these born films where it's like born versus a bunch of people in a uh operations room somewhere yeah born versus technology he has a weird weapon he uses and there's a car chase yeah he fights with a pen or he fights with a book or he fights with um a hand towel (laughs) that was good yeah this the all three movies follow the basic formula of like He's got some kind of mysterious thing having to do with 
not knowing who he is or how he got where he's going, that something sets it off. He gets into a fight with a mysterious villain that that is being controlled by a room full of computers. CIA, yeah, yeah, and some that, dark dark suited figure in yep. some headquarters somewhere. There's a car chase. There's fisticuffs. You learn that the <laughs> villain is just oh, there is being controlled by some other villain mm-hmm. behind right. the scenes. Trying to cover so those tracks. We're gonna do. Right? Am I right? We're going to do a Jason Bourne episode later. Yeah. So now we're just focusing on the originals. The yep. original and four, yeah. we'll mention the <laughs> Jeremy Renner. Well, actually, there's some <laughs> tension here at the table on whether or not <laughs> the Renner movie gets uh, mentioned at all. But I actually think that the story for each each additional Bourne movie that came out was pretty smart because a lot of times when they make a trilogy, they um, come up with a clever story for the first one and the others are just kind of feel forced maybe a little uh awkward even the way that they're trying to continue the first one but i think that they did all right making it believable that we're seeing another film yeah i think the first one is i definitely believed i was watching another movie (laughs) yeah so the first one (laughs) was jason Bourne went onto a ship to kill some african mombasi leader and he saw some kids, so he got scared. He got shot in the back, fell into the ocean, and that's where we meet him. He wakes up with amnesia. Mm-hmm. Just and floating around. And it's kind of a cool intro to him. Because you know, get shot twi- twice in the back and you get amnesia. There's a cold ocean, man. <laughs> you have a coma. Froze those memories right maybe out. It was, it uh, maybe he stopped breathing for a while. It worked with Captain America. We don't know. That's yeah, Cap- I don't know yeah, about that. Yeah, being frozen <laughs> for... <laughs> Uh, but it's kind of a cool intro, a at least in identity, where you see a silhouette in the water, and then you get an autopsy, and it's a lot of mystery. But then, uh, what what takes place? He's trying to figure out who he is in the first one, and uh, he has to face the leader of Treadstone, which is one of the guys that's controlling his operations. Chris the, Cooper's character. Yeah. Um, and so he's basically just following his footsteps back to Treadstone, Treadstone to find oh, the Treadstone. direct supervisor for the the guy that's calling the shots on these operations right born supremacy was him in hiding with that girl yeah we skip way ahead yeah and supremacy, yeah you skip two, two years, years into the future but supremacy he's in india with that girl and there's uh, a russian businessman who's connected to a couple other dead russian business leaders who is trying to frame Jason Bourne, but he's also working with the uh, the CIA... Uh, who was involved with Treadstone, ...boss right? who was over Treadstone. Yep. Yeah, so Bourne got pulled in. sounds as convoluted as it felt in the movie. So Bourne got pulled in because these other guys were doing back, had backdoor dealings. They wanted to frame him. They were trying to frame him. him. So he got pulled in, and it had nothing to do with him. They were trying to frame him because he was just a easy target... Right, pin something on. He was a scapegoat. Yeah, he's out there. And they killed his girlfriend. And they killed his girlfriend because they switched accidentally. Seats. So killing yeah. a girlfriend is what motivated him to keep going. I couldn't help but feel that that had to be like a choice where they're like, ah, let's not have him drag her around the whole oh, movie. Sure. Just have her get shot. Not well, like the first one. Again. I'm sure it has two reasons: one, motivation, and two, let it to free him up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got to work alone. Right, and yeah. that was pretty effective. I thought I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Really? Because yeah. it was like he's underwater. Her head, she got shot in the head or something. Oh, yeah. And she he's like, immediately. let me try to do CPR twice underwater. Nah, she's no good. Pushes she her away. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I got to breathe. <laughs> he wasn't just about to give up. <laughs> this is Jason freaking Bourne. He did. Yeah. yeah he and made so it this far. During this operation, uh, he gets connected with Pamela Landy 
and she believes him, but That's still stiff has lady. to catch him. Yeah, Joan Allen. Yeah. Oh, let's see. The third one it takes place right Born after Ultimatum. Born the Ultimatum. It, yeah, it, it continues. It's a continuation from the first one. I mean, the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, and what? Is it? <laughs> Wait, so which remind me, the second one is the one that ends with the like, the car chase. where they regurgitate the gag that they did earlier where it's like, what if I can't find her? It's like, she's standing right beside you. And then at the end of the movie, it was like, you need to, uh, you need to get some rest. Oh, that was in the second one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? You look tired. They did that twice in the second one. Yeah. Yeah. And she again goes, yeah. yeah, right, you got it. So <laughs> you look tired, Pam. Then the third one, how does the third one open? What's like the, the third one opens with oh, him he's in already Russia. in a fight. He, uh, he's it's the running end, away from the train. It's the end two. of the pursuit in Russia because he went to see the girl mm-hmm. of the... The handler? The, the two people he killed in that hotel room. Yeah. Oh, he yeah, killed yeah. The, the father and mother and he looked like a murder-suicide so he went to tell the daughter, that he I killed it. them, it wasn't your mother. Yeah. right. And so it picks up, which I think is actually a really interesting ending for supremacy that's like a really decent it makes a human out of this cold assassin which is really what these movies are about yeah amnesia was the best thing that happened yeah he rediscovered himself that's that's what i think that's what's so compelling why we could all do with a little amnesia Uh, but the third one it picks up with him still in russia and he's at the vet and then a year later (laughs) get his dog checked out (laughs) checking out his dog a year later uh it's Somehow connected with uh, how does it? They're still uh-huh. there's the people uh-huh. are after him because they're like if he's still at large he's going to expose secrets so they're going after him and they get him to come in and Pam directs him to the training facility which triggers all the memories of I thought no, there was more to it there was some reason that that guy from Godzilla the bad guy beneath the other bad guy no no the bad guy. <laughs> The old guy that in Godzilla is like the general. It was the newspaper editor. The newspaper editor found out about that's the Black that's, Briar. that's right. That's yeah. right. The newspaper editor found out about Blackbriar. Jason Bourne was reading his articles. Went to go meet him. Find out if what answers he had to his questions. Right. Because he was still and trying the to remember. TSA or so it had something to do with the NSA. NSA. The, so <laughs> they were, the NSA was tracking. Learned um, about what gets on that airplane. <laughs> yeah. And so it was that really tense uh, chase scene in the terminal at the train station. And then the guy got shot in the head from across that the stupid freaking reporter. Yeah, so I don't think we should wait, Bourne. It was the NSA. <laughs> it was the NSA hunting the reporter, and Bourne got caught because he was trying to get answers. Right. You and better so believe I would have been listening to Bourne. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he going out on his own? I was so frustrated by him. Yeah, yeah. it was very frustrating. <laughs> uh, so he that's that's what happened in the three. It was the NSA was chasing him because he was trying to get those top secret documents so he could learn his identity. So, but. The the impetus for all this from beginning to end is that Bourne was part of some kind or the for for the trilogy anyway. Bourne was a part of um, what you learn more and more along the way wasn't just like a CIA black ops thing, but it was like a brainwashing personality or racing. Yeah. yeah, to where he had been inducted into this thing, he'd been robbed of his like. Uh, conditioned basically yeah. to be this killing mm-hmm. machine. His identity was changed. Yeah, he was David Webb, and he became Jason Bourne. Right. So, and when he wakes up with amnesia, he's lost a lot. He's somehow lost his brainwashing protocols that robbed him of his humanity. Maintained all his super cool spy training, which yep. is an interesting uh, 
That's really experience cool. to see him uncover each of these things and try to yeah. figure out why he knows them. Yeah, yeah. That's sure. what makes the first movie interesting. Sure. Yeah. So then the domino effect for all three movies is basically him trying to get from this point of like, I don't know who I am, and the more I hear about who I am, the less I like it, frankly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and which is fair because he was an assassin. Yeah. yeah. And at which the is same a pretty time, cool job. the government on the other side of that, the CIA in particular, is going, uh oh. We, we weren't even supposed to be doing that thing, and now this guy's running around. Someone should probably stop him from right. running around we or can't else let we're going to get in trouble. We can't let anyone mm-hmm. know that we've been doing this. Right. He just keeps killing everybody. So the NSA, everybody. man, they were freaking intense, just killing people who may or may not be close to the secrets they have. Yeah, they kept passing death sentences on anybody. Yeah. Find them, take them both. Yeah, just that guy mentioning the word Blackbriar on his phone popped up in a keyword search, and they just started hunting him immediately. Yeah, don't mess with oh them. Oh my God! Nobody mentioned Blackbriar. <laughs> I <laughs> keep saying it over and over again. <laughs> I haven't. I dare them. <laughs> yeah, I'll bore them. Come at me. Come at me, NSA. I'll bore them right out. I'll roll up a magazine. Get on it. What you want, National Security Agency? We're publishing our conversations online. Yeah. Here's the conclusion I came to watching these three movies. Let me let me tell you guys about my experience. So I'm going in here. Uh, I sit down. I watch the first one, and I think, huh. I wasn't the worst thing I'd ever seen, but I'm kind of disappointed that I wasn't more blown away. Let me get more into it. I just need to feel some more born. I watched the second one, and I'm thinking, kind of bored with this. I thought <laughs> the second one was pretty boring. The second yeah, one, I didn't like the second one as much. It had a poor like climax and... Like at the end there. With I didn't realize that it was... telling Pamela to get some rest? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the second one is probably the, the slowest because yeah. it's kind of the darkest for him. He's trying to figure out who he is. He's dealing with his past and the guilt he has while watching his girlfriend die. And it. let's be honest, the movie opens with him writing in his dream journal. <laughs> That's yeah. true. <laughs> so yep. it's not Lame. the most... From the very beginning, it's not the most exciting. He's dealing with some stuff. Plus, he, it's really him facing this one other agent. In the other two movies, he's facing multiple opposition. In mm. this one, he's he's finding the guy from the new Star Trek movies, the Doctor. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I like. That's right. Good I call. McCoy. Is that yeah. who it was? Don't yeah. say too much. <laughs> he's fighting. He's fighting Simon. He's fighting. Peg. He's fighting. <laughs> <bones>. <laughs> uh, I, you know, even the in the first movie, you get these different antagonists. There's like layers of antagonism toward Bourne because you've got Stryker from the X Men movies, who's over Chris Cooper character, right? right? He's uh, like the big Brian boss Cox, man. Yeah. yeah, exactly, Brian Cox. And then they, ju- I thought that they'd casted those those CIA like bosses really well. I thought so yeah. too. They're both very dislikable. Yeah. And then you've got the assassins that you later learn were also a part of Treadstone mm-hmm. that are going to get born. Like One Clive of which Owen? It's Clive Owen. Clive Owen yeah. was fantastic. He was yeah. great. That was, a, that was probably, for me, the best sequence in the film is when yeah. they get out to that farmhouse and there's this brief lull that I thought Sniper, was interesting yeah. because the stakes were higher. He's out there with a the family. They don't mm. know what's going on. It seems like maybe he's gotten away. And then they have that exchange where... Born runs out there, shoots the radiator or whatever that is. The propane is, tank. The propane right. tank. And then they have that radiator. They have that moment where they're chasing <laughs> each other. That's not right. <laughs> no, where shoot they a car. <laughs> 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 he, shoots, he shoots the heater inside <laughs> the house. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I said the wrong thing. Can we move past it? I thought that was, a, that was an interesting sequence that made a lot of that movie worthwhile. But I think that part of it was hard watching... Bourne never gets a moment to relax <laughs> in any of these movies. 
And not only does he's he not journal, relax, man. He's <laughs> journaling India. He was miserable dream journaling. He was writing down yeah. about his nightmares. He's always got a scowl, and he's like on the on the go trying to. And you you just get the sense of like, I don't know. By the third movie, um, which was slightly more entertaining than the second movie was for me personally, because the action beats were a little bit more uh, peppered in and not spaced out as deliberately right. as they were in the Ultimatum. Uh, Supremacy. Yeah, I'm starting to think Sup- supremacy, yeah. pardon me. And then by the time you're in that third movie, I'm like, honestly, how are we going to resolve this? I mean, they did. They found a way. But yeah. by the time we got there, I'm like, so that's it? Now he's really okay? I'm not buying it. Like the whole thing was uh, like, I like, actually, like the whole government was against him. And uh, this one lady <laughs> shows speaks him on his behalf. She had shows a soft him spot. How to find... Well, she shows him how to find the the origin of Jason Bourne. He goes back and he meets the guy that created Jason Bourne, and he confronts him. And I feel like Jason Bourne has some closure. And it's kind of an interesting story arc because Jason Bourne, you you are introduced to him. He's a silhouette floating in the water, lifeless, and he kind of unravels his identity, meeting other agents that are have the same skills and talents as him. Although he's just slightly better, apparently, but he <laughs> slightly better than everyone. He has that conversation yeah. out. That's all in it the, takes. Yeah, he has that conversation <laughs> out in the in the field with Clive Owen after he shot him with that shotgun a couple times, and Clive Owen says, uh, "Look what they make us give," and then it kind of comes full circle at the end of Legacy. He's standing on that rooftop again, talking with that other agent, and says, "Look what they make us give." And then he jumps into the water, and it's kind of that moment where he's he's remembered everything enough, at least enough to have confidence in knowing who he is, and he's he's had closure with dealing with the men who created him that way, and he's actually even uh, had a change of heart the way he's communicating with these other agents, helping them to even confront who they are, because they're victims just like him, right. Right, look what they make us give. And then what I thought was so fantastic is just the way the first one began with the body floating in water, the third one ends. And his lifeless body, you know, starts swimming again and then it goes to the Moby song. (laughs) 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 And I thought that they did a really good job tying all those threads together. I actually agree with the, the bit of writing with the refrain from Clive Owen's character was probably my favorite thing about all the movies. Mm-hmm. And I actually, well, it was probably because I watched it the day before, but <laughs> uh, if that yeah. line's not delivered with a ton of like emphatic, you know, poignance when it happens in the first movie, it's almost like you have to go, wait, what? Because mm-hmm. it's like a, it's kind of a sad moment when he dies and they have that conversation about the headaches. Right. Um, yeah. I was sad when Clive Owen died, yeah. Yeah, it was he was good. just trying to kill Jason Moore. <laughs> he was just doing his job, man. Yeah, it's just but a they, job. They related to one another in that moment and they they both humanized one another when they had that conversation about like all of a sudden all the the you know the pretense about assassination was gone and he's like do you get headaches and he's like yeah i get headaches mm-hmm. too and they yeah it's as they if were the every, same as if all their actions was just it was just business yeah it's like yeah. they were just, just operating formality. based on procedure and it had nothing to do with who either of them were mm-hmm. it's just how they knew how to behave yeah so having him repeat that line in the same with the same kind of subtlety that the that the line appeared originally, I thought was great. I was like, oh wow, that's really clever to have it wrap up in that way. But I I couldn't help but feel like even then you leave with Born, you know, like oh is he did he die and no he's okay he swims away. 
And it just felt like that character would, he had been through so much tension and so much conflict and unending conflict over this, the series of those three movies that he became impossible to resolve. Mm -hmm. You leave him swimming away. And I was still thinking, well, now what's he going to do? Is he, is he all right? (laughs) Well, he (laughs) had to, life is there for him. It wasn't so much about revenge. It was more about answers. It was um, his his girlfriend who kind of changed his mind in that way, where he said, "I don't have a choice." They started this and need to end it. And she said, "No, you, you do have a choice." Yeah, right? famous last and, words. And that's mm-hmm. when he stopped killing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he let some people live. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's really true. a change of heart there. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think what I've discovered by watching these movies and not loving them is I don't think I like spy movies. Wait, what about just talking with us? Don't you feel a little more? Does this make sense? Put some. Well, it's Put like some it's putty in those holes. It's, it's fair. Com- I don't love all spy movies, but I think Jason Bourne being more art housey and unique and and willing to be grounded far more in reality is different. Yeah. I appreciate. Yeah, that I more. like it. I like the character. I like Jason Bourne's character a lot. He he is an interesting character, and it's like I can. It's weird. It's a weird being where I'm where I'm at right now because I can acknowledge that the things you guys are saying, almost all of them except for the choreography thing, are true. That like, yeah, I mean, I've. I hadn't seen them until now, and I can see that they influenced uh, action movies moving forward. That yeah. seems evident mm-hmm. to me. Uh, yeah, they are way different than other spy movies, especially when you're looking at the the Bond movies that were happening right before. Yeah. We take you know, like James Bond. You take Mission Impossible. That yeah, changed. that's like with I would the say rubber masks and yeah. the <laughs> and uh, Pierce Brosnan surfing on a giant wave and all that <laughs> stuff. And then to get born, obviously, it was a huge 180. Mm-hmm. So. I appreciate that, and I appreciate that the that they're not completely disposable action entertainment. It's like you have movies that come along that are action movies that seem generic and silly, and then you watch them, and you're actually, oh man, that was really entertaining. I'm thinking of something like Enemy of the State or something with mm-hmm. Will Smith, sure. yeah, where you walk more away, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, and is that Tommy Lee Jones. No, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman's Gene Hackman. Enemy of the Tommy State. Tommy Lee Jones is U.S. Marshals, right? Fugitive and, and the Fugitive. Fugitive. Well, is U.S. Marshals a continuation of Fugitive? Yeah, yeah, it's part two. So, you know, those those kind of movies, less so The Fugitive, because The Fugitive is actually an amazing, fantastic really movie. Good, yeah. But the something like Enemy of the State, you watch and you go, hey, that was a cool action movie, and you remember it being fun, but you don't remember it for its sophistication or its grounded realism or anything right. like that. So to watch these movies, and you're like, wow, that is neat. It is neat that, like, what used to be... Outrageously ridiculous spy tech now seems like, yeah, that that must exist in reality. And the mm-hmm. uh, government conspiracy, yeah, this is probably something that seems like it can and does right. happen. All that stuff I appreciate, um, but I couldn't help but feel a little bored watching these movies. Not entirely, not like no, I was just snoozing from start to finish. They're but certainly not Fast and the Furious. Well, so they're, never they're, seen yeah. those. <laughs> I can I can acknowledge that they're slower, but I don't know that they're boring. I wouldn't. I don't think boring. they're boring. I don't think yeah. they're boring. I think that. Well, like, I do. When they're people so hype yeah. this, these movies, they kind of treat it like it's Winter Soldier or something, which I think Winter Soldier is the other side of this, like a spy movie that is really high action and smart and all these things. And and Born is, like we keep saying, more art house and deliberate in its pacing. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and Bourne, it has uh, its moments of action and its moments of emotion and reprieve. But I think that its moments of action are, are definitely worth 
the the weight and the pacing. I think that yeah, it depends. I think so. because yeah. it's a lot it, of yeah. it's like chase scenes are fantastic. It's a lot of it's impressive stuff that they did in 2002 because a lot of those chase scenes, especially the car chase scenes, it's like this must have been one take. They didn't oh, have yeah. any other choices. They'd have to sure. crash these cars. They were real drivers in most of these yeah. cars. It was Matt Damon. Hitting into each other. <laughs> it was definitely <laughs> Matt Damon but on the wheel. But then anytime somebody fought, I'm like, I, d- I can't yeah. tell what's happening. I think that you have to watch them again, and you can start to catch it more. I think that the choreography was great, but, yeah, it's harder to see because of the motion cam. I was so confused by it that I, lo- I was reading about it afterward, and I what I read made me appreciate the technique because th- th- it was at a time where – a wide-angle fight choreography that was super, you know... That's what you thought uh, it had to be... When That's how you thought you filmed the fight, was yeah. just like wide-angle. You got to see all the moves, the choreography. Everything. But so this super is just so... Yeah, so like intense. So you, the, only, the only result you see is just like after, you know, eight beats of action, suddenly someone's got a bloody nose. Oh, I guess... Right, so... I guess it asked what happened. Okay, yeah. so I guess he's starting to get down. Oh, bump, 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 bump. Someone's got a broken leg. It's yeah. not Matt Damon. So it's yeah. just and it choppiness. Got, it felt like it got progressively zanier. Because in that first flick... Jumped down the stairwell. You're still looking... <laughs> that was the worst moment <laughs> in it, all of the Doesn't he commit suicide? Or is he like, what, uh, what happens? He, he rides a body <laughs> down through the stairwell. That was bad. But it wasn't their fault. It just looks so... The CG, the CG was, was so yeah. awful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, it's so stiff. Like, he just becomes a cell. Like yeah. a, a, a freeze frame <laughs> falling down the stairwell. It but seemed unnecessary. Why didn't you just run down the stairs shooting at people? Because, <laughs> man, they were oh, thinking. Right. They well, he like they thought, did they he write some down and he shoots some other yeah. people? Yeah, right. he uses yeah, the guy's body that. to break his fall, it, but it's like. It became seven true lies for about that seven so seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, the, you know, those. The <laughs> they did that in one take. The super zany GoPro stuck to someone having a seizure <laughs> when they're filming the fight scenes. It it was still trackable in the first one, especially when you're thinking about like the scene where he fights the spy and sticks the pin in his fingers. Like it had these clear moments where you go, Whoa, you know, like and mm-hmm. it was right. it was jarring. But by the time you get to that second flick or yeah, was, I couldn't I couldn't tell what the heck was yeah. going on. No, I, I can acknowledge it gets shakier. Sure. But the in, the funny thing about that is you can see that okay, well here comes the Bourne franchise to change the way that we do fight choreography for a moment. And then a lot of it things, a lot of stuff got grittier, shakier, mm. more emphasis on held handheld cameras, and then eventually that became tiresome and played out. Yeah. And now you've got, uh, you know, like your action flicks, their big budget action flicks. Now the Marvel movies or a, a Zack Snyder movie is a great example where the fight choreography <laughs> is now more balletic and yeah. like Slow super choreog, you know, uh, they're breaking advanced. bones into the camera. Yeah, yeah. where. Mm-hmm. You you see everything not only with clarity but it's like impressive how choreographed yeah and how mm-hmm. much yeah. clarity you have. and that feels refreshing now yeah. because right. we've been so used to like fast jump cuts yeah. of but born born used that style really well I feel like it pioneered that no look car crash where especially in the second one you're 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 watching him drive down like a set of stairs or something and the police there's like two police cars right behind him and he's looking over his shoulder and then you get a shot of him from the other side right when a car is hitting him t-boning him on the driver's side and yeah thinking, Holy it worked crap, it where did that jump. car come from that looked great i feel like that yeah. sort of thing that no look yeah. car crash happens all the time in, uh-huh. in movie for, oh yeah that in particular yeah. for yeah. sure mm-hmm. and uh, how did he joint that, that uh, pardon me but how did he jump that 
dirt bike up those stairs. I don't know. That was cool. Though. He was just like <laughs> was not even moving. And the bike just jumped up the stairs. <laughs> He's Jason freaking born. Yeah. Man. Man. <laughs> he just jumps the bike. <laughs> the, uh, the fight stuff, uh, you know, it got cumbersome or just overdone, you know, and done poorly. Uh, Josiah always makes or makes jokes of how Transformers does it. And it's just CG robots just zoomed spinning in around. So bad and you can't see <laughs> what's going on. It's just a bunch of well, colors. You, you can't tell what those <laughs> robots are doing. It's a bunch of colors. <laughs> just a bunch just of colors spinning around. Noises. Like, <laughs> but uh, as far as... <laughs> it is that. When you see the influence, you, I think you see movies like uh, the Nolan Batman movies where there's a lot of that mixed in with the good fight scenes. So mm-hmm. you see like well, the man, influence done well yeah, and those things like that. You watch Batman Begins now and the fight choreography is almost exactly the same. Sure. Yeah, you can't agree. track with it. It's so fast and up close and the camera's just... Blah, 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 but then it. as they go, mm-hmm. it gets... And then by the time you're into yeah. The Dark Knight Rises, you're back to just punching really elaborate <laughs> wide shots of brutal mm-hmm. fisticuffs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So to end our reassessment of the the born trilogy let me ask you guys you born fans uh, another set of questions first the first movie how come it's called the born identity he needs to learn his identity okay yeah. that's fair enough yeah, yeah. makes sense yep. that's what i thought how come the second one's called the born supremacy because he's supreme <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> yeah he because he's be so much better than everyone else Mm-hmm. Is that really <laughs> the reason? <laughs> that can't be it. I, it's, uh, yeah, I think well, I agree. It's just the. I think it just sounds cool. It's just a word. Yeah, it's just a cool word. So uh, I, guess no, I think it's more than that. There's meaning to it. He clearly I, has shown himself to be the above more the law. Not even just the law. He's just the yeah. system more skilled and stronger. He's better, faster, stronger. What else is that Daft Punk song? <laughs> Bigger, faster, stronger. I thought it was a Kanye song. What? So the uh, the name is just exactly what it means in that he's superior yeah. to yep. uh, somebody. Supreme. We could do that with you, Tyler, if you want. The Tyler supremacy. The hand supremacy. <laughs> the hand supremacy. Yeah, all right. Okay. All right. How come the third one is called the Born Ultimatum? What is the Born Ultimatum? Because he's forcing them. To, um, he's forcing their hand. No, I, th- no I think it was the ultimatum that he had to, uh, in his training, because he had to shoot that guy, and that's when he became Jason Bourne. It was like the ultimatum. You do this awful thing and become this thing, and that triggered everything. Yeah, well, so it also ended with, him, yeah. it ended with him saying, I'm not Jason Bourne anymore. This ends now, and it was a lot of, it was a lot of um, re- resolving this storyline and him just forcing their hand to give him answers. Or he's There's a die. lot of ultimatums. Mm-hmm. So, uh, pick one I guess the ultimate yeah. the born ultimatums and then the franchise goes the way of a lot of tired some of them still good but tired franchises where uh, we don't know what to call this one so just for the sake of clarity just name it after the lead yep. character Rocky Balboa or John Rambo or Jason Bourne or mm-hmm. why couldn't they call it the born comeback or the born legitimacy born resurgence yeah, uh, maybe it's because they thought that that was tired. Are they out of books at this point? Aren't weren't no, those three, three books. three books, right? I thought there were a lot of books. I don't know how many books there are. I don't, no, don't want to Matt use this. I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's not Matt use this. But <laughs> it could, it could have something to do with the Allegiant <laughs> Legions series, where it was uh, no Divergent, 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 and then Allegiant, and then 
collegiate. Collegiate? Co- we haven't even coagulate. Hey. Collegiate where she goes to college? <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> yeah. Where she goes? She's learning. <laughs> well, we haven't even talked about the Born Legacy, the fourth in the in the story. The fourth canonized installment in the Born, yeah. in the Born no, Quadrilogy. Okay. Which is a complete departure from the trilogy. Jason Bourne is merely mentioned in it. Right, it's, it's just uh, happening on the side. Simultaneous storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, all right, Jeremy Renner, you're out there in the snow. Let's just you just calm down. We're focusing over here on Jason He's Bourne. He's got to take his chems, man. Now, <laughs> is that one kind of, you know, for the most part, widely disliked in the context? Of I don't I think don't so. I think it was uh, people liked it when I it came yeah, out. They I were su- pleasantly surprised by it. I don't remember disliking it. I just don't know why it exists. <laughs> I think that was the big thing. People are like, so it's people cool, say about me. but why? Why mm-hmm. is this here? And it made the least amount of money of. Mm-hmm. All of them at this point got bad reviews. Did it? Did it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't I mean the bad reviews. Who, uh, who cares? But I don't yeah. remember much of it. What happens in it, Patrick? <laughs> it's really fast, and it just ends. <laughs> the, uh, mm. What's the? What's it was the just story? Sixty-seven minutes. The what? story is Jeremy Renner is one of the agents He's from, tre- from Treadstone. From Treadstone, the woods. Yeah. And, and why is there the, a message in that frozen river? That's part of his training. He's like he got a uh, map out to keep going to the next checkpoint uh-huh. and because he was saying like why are you out here am i being punished am i being evaluated but during the events of ultimatum they try to shut down all the things right by killing everybody and he's trying to figure out why they're killing him and oh he needs his medicine because without his medicine he's not established uh, in legacy no what is uh, it? Legacy. kidneys he's legacy. is that established in ultimatum that they're killing off all the agents no this is a complete side This is story. established in Legacy. This is established in Legacy. So it's like fan fiction. It's like mm. born yeah, fan yeah. fiction. Mm. He's trying to avoid, uh, what's the book, Charlie, when he res- res- goes back. Flowers for Algernon. Flowers for Algernon. Because that's what they allude to, that he's like not very smart, right? He's, not as, he's not as smart as Jason freaking Bourne. Well, there was a point where he was talking to the camera and he was really slow and they're like this is what happens when you come off your medicine he's like I can't ha- have that happen oh, his medicine keeps him sharp yeah. <laughs> so he's a drug addict so yeah. this is a it's like huh. an absolute uh, what's the word I'm looking for it's not it's not even fan fiction it's like expanded universe fan fiction it's, it's expanded universe yeah the other ones can exist without it completely and it's just like oh this is a fun little thing to put on the side we got some money yeah it might have been right just like a different spy script they had lying around that said Make this it fit into really the could have been. And so he was he was fighting back because they were trying to kill him. He was trying to get <laughs> medicine to so stay. So he's up. a drug addict. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it was Tyler, a, you don't sound, to, sound like remember this he had the viral out. I this did not stick any of this. He had to like get her thing. to give him the medicine to make him not need the pills anymore. Uh-huh. And then he could go. <laughs> stop. The same th- yeah. yeah. The same thing happened in uh, in what Awakenings with De Niro, right? Remember when he wanted the, the drugs more so he wouldn't like go back and like forget everything and I, become. I've never seen that movie or heard of it actually. No, Awakenings, Robert De Niro, uh, Robin Williams, anyone? No. Penelope no. Ann Miller? Come on, guys. Nothing. Oh, yeah, make it man. I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he just wanted the drugs so he wouldn't get dumb. <laughs> yeah, sure. Give me those five. drugs. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. You guys brought up Flash for Algernon. Hey, thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. You know what you need to do after having finished this episode right now? If you're driving your car or you're at work and your boss is looking over your shoulder and you're just hearing me in your ears, either way, stop what you're doing, go to youhatemovies.com and let us know what you think about the Bourne Trilogy 
all these years later. Leave a comment on this episode or bother us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at You Hate Movies. And be sure to tune in next week when we debrief the newest film in the Jason Bourne franchise, which happens to be called Jason Bourne. <laughs>